You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and more time actually watching and playing what you want with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and this is your August main feed bonus episode. As you can tell from the title, it isn't one of our specified categories, like a TV show, movie franchise, or even a sport. This is going to be something a little bit different. We just came back from a summer break, and instead of doing a bonus episode on something that would only last 30 to 45 minutes with a limited number of questions, we thought, why not give you another full game of Triviality to make it five for the month instead of four? So what you're going to be hearing today is audio from a live-streamed event that we did back in April from the Trivia and Games Summit run by our friend Jeff Ravila of the Stuff I Never Knew podcast. All four of us wrote questions, we put together the game, and on the TrivNow app, we played a live stream game to a small selection of listeners and other competitors who were signed up to play this trivia event. Uh, You're going to hear the word TrivNow quite a bit. There's going to be calls to click in room codes and go to certain apps and websites. Just ignore all of that because this is an old game, so none of it will be active. Uh, And if you would really like to ignore all the filler uh, dialogue in the beginning as we're getting going, waiting for teams to check in and catching up with our friend Jeff, we'll put a start time in the show notes. So if you go to that start time, it will start right with question one and you can bypass all of that stuff. However, we just wanted to let you know that uh, we wanted to give you another full game of triviality for the month as thanks for all of your support. And if you're a Patreon subscriber... You can go right now into your feed at the same time that this drops, and you can actually watch the video version if you'd rather do that, because TrivNow is a video-based streaming uh, platform where you can actually see the questions and pictures and things like that if you don't want to just play on your phone and look at the questions that way. So thank you very much to all of you for your support. We hope you enjoyed this extra-long bonus episode today. And for all our Patreon subscribers, thanks for continuing to let us grow. If you want to join them, you can go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. And uh, we will see you uh, next week for a a full episode and next month in September 2022 for uh, back to normal bonus episodes. Thank you very much and enjoy the game. Hey, everybody, we are back. It's the nine o'clock hour. We have Triviality. It's closing out day one already. We're coming to the end of day one. Triviality is coming up next. As a reminder, get the TrivNow app. You can play along. We got some prizes coming from Triviality. TrivNow app, you can get it, and there's a code. When you enter the code, it's room number 
D5EX. And let's bring Triviality up to the stage right now. How's it going, everybody? Hey! hey. Hello, What's going Jeff? on? Are you ready for this? Oh, yeah, we're ready. I think so. Yeah. We're <laughs> Is everybody at home ready? That's the question. That's right. We already have players logged in, ready to go. Uh, it's Triv now. Download. You'll enter the room key D5EX. I'll put it up here on the, the screen here. And if you want to play on a desktop, I believe you go to play.trivnow.com. You can play on desktop as well. Same code. Mm -hmm. uh, but go. Thank you, Jeff, for inviting us. Uh, we were telling each other this, and you know this too, but you were, I think, the first show we went on when we first started. You uh, graciously let us be contestants on your show, and we'll uh, forever be thankful for that. Mm -hmm. That was a blast. We had uh, a couple episodes together. I remember we even had, uh, it was almost, I did a wrestling theme one time. Wrestling yeah. versus monster trucks. I remember that, yeah. Yeah. Me, was it a wrestling move or a monster truck? <laughs> that was a great one. Jeff and came I, out uh, and did a skateboarding bonus with that's us. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Early that. on. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. That was, uh, I still talk about that episode all the time. Like, hey, look, I actually did really good. <laughs> he did. I remember that. Yeah. Like, I don't I think did. we did so good at the wrestler versus monster no. trucks. So no, it was I was actually very challenging. Woefully inadequate yeah. at that. <laughs> well, we'll consult the historical record. Uh, the, uh, the Triv Now app, I'm going to pull it up right now on the screen here. Uh, there it is. So uh, if you go to Triv Now, get the app. Uh, it's available on Android, Apple. I don't know, are Windows phones still a thing? I don't even think so. But Get it on your Zune. Yeah, <laughs> game.com. That's a, all, all you the can play key on, ones. You can play on desktop as well. And the room code is D5EX. We'll give it another minute or two if anybody else wants to trickle in. How, how, now app. how are we doing on team so far, Matt? We have seven teams signed up so far. Good start. So if you're out there and you haven't uh, signed up, let's go. Maybe you just like to watch, to have you. which we won't you know, knock you for. Maybe you just want to watch us. <laughs> We're not judging here. Let's see. I, th I have it. I am going to play along. All right. And for everybody, I have no knowledge of the questions. I have no access to the questions. Uh, just and I'm not going to win either, but I just <laughs> you know, off the hot start. I want everybody to know that, uh, and you'll confirm that only you know the questions. Nobody else knows them. That is That's correct. correct. We put together our uh, our thing through Triv now, and Jeff's just piping in the live feed for us. So we had the Academy Awards uh, firm come out with the questions. Oh, Ernst and Young, I think, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's not one of the questions, though. Right? I don't think any okay. of the answers are La La Land, though. No, and yeah, for the the people at home, uh, it's basically going to be just like our normal format. So it's going to be uh, two rounds of ten questions. The swing round is going to be a little shorter than normal. It's going to be six questions, multiple choice, and then we're going to do a final round with wagers. The only difference is on our show, you wager based on the category, but for Triv now, you're going to be wagering on your confidence of how. Uh, right, do you think the question, your answer was, I should say. So yeah. um, just make sure when you wager, it's going to be 0 to 30 like the show, but 0 to 30 on, do I think I got this right or am I not yeah. confident at all? Is that right, Matt? Yeah, or you just rate the question. If you think it's a good question, 30 points. Right? Or just give us zeros, but then you, oh. you might lose. Oh, yeah. If you get zeros. We, could, we wouldn't want that. Now, Neil, since we got an, an extra minute um, mm -hmm. of time before we come in, do we want to play our uh, rules for the uh, for the crowd? Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, if any of you heard uh, today, unfortunately, um, famous comic Gilbert Gottfried passed away, uh, 67 years old. 
Uh, if you listen to our show, you know that he does one of our rules reads. Uh, we, we got him to do a rules read, was it a year ago maybe? Mm-hmm. Maybe more yeah, than a year more, ago? Way more than a year ago. I got, yeah. Yes, we've been doing this a long time. Close uh, personal friend that we met on Cameo, if you've quite, ever heard yeah. of the website. Our, our friend Cameo set us up. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Gilbert did a rules read for us. It's wonderful. We use it all the time. And uh, just to honor him and all that he's done for the world of comedy, film, etc., uh, we're going to play his rules read right now just to give you a little idea of what our show is about. So here you go. Hi, I'm Gilbert Gottfried. Triviality Podcast is two rounds of 20 really questions put gusto into the rules points apiece. He did. At halftime, there's a special swing round by this week's host. In the final round, players wager points they've earned for a chance to become the cream of the crop. There you have it. There you go. It makes me a little melancholy now. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. It's still really good. But, but we have to continue laughing to honor him. <laughs> as long as the Chris yeah, Hansen is still okay. It didn't quite come through over the audio. Uh, I think you, you hear it in your headphones. Oh, that's a shame. a shame. Oh, that's a shame. So we were just sitting here in, in silence. <laughs> <laughs> well, we gave a moment of silence then. That's oh, what yeah, I meant to. It's all right. 30-second moment of silence. Oh, we tried. We tried. All right. Shall we, uh, shall we kick it off? Yeah. Uh, how you uh, looking there, Jeff? Pretty good? I'm ready to go. If you are, I'll do what I do best, which is get out of your way and let you do your thing. All right. Sounds good. All right, everyone. So uh, just a quick note here. Uh, We are going to have some prizes, uh, just depending on if there are any teams out there. I don't know if there's teams playing right now. I know we have about eight teams here. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if it's more than one person, but uh, there are some individual prizes. So uh, one of them is going to be a signed copy of my book coming out uh, in two weeks, being Patrick Swayze, Essential Teachings from the Master of the Mullet. Uh, we're also going to have something where uh, a single winner can choose anything from our store. We'll ship it to you. Uh, and then uh, maybe some signed notebooks or something, some stickers. We'll see. Or maybe a poster. Yeah, so, we got stuff laying around. we got a lot of stuff to send. We're, maybe we'll mail Matt to you, and he'll he'll work for your <laughs> coffee conglomerate. Yeah. Personal barista for one day. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, uh, all right. we got seven teams here. Uh, we're going to release this first question. We're not sure if there's going to be any lag with the stream, but we'll do our best to stay on top of it. But uh, here comes question one, so make sure you're looking at your phone. All right, first question is, uh, what is the only muscle in the human body that is not attached at both ends? I like that gif, Neil. That is uh, choice. from a wonderful Arnold Schwarzenegger movie called Commando. I oh. just see the, the meme of it all the time. It's a great meme. Is it from Predator? What did I say, Commando? No, that is Predator. Predator. I'm sorry. Yes, that is Carl Weathers and wow. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Fact-checking Neil. Yeah, I know. On a movie Schwarzenegger. knowledge, yeah. <laughs> Bold. I was gonna I was gonna talk about Alyssa Milano and don't kidnap her and like you carry trees around but that's feeding uh, ice cream to the deer. <laughs> to the deer. Yeah. But no, that is Predator with uh, Jesse the Body Ventura, Shane Black in an acting role. John I think Matrix. I think I know this one and I don't think it's uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's bulging bicep. No, I mm-hmm. hope that's still attached at both ends. All right. If you lift too much, it gets unattached. All right, just it's one surgery. more second here. We got six teams out of eight answering, and we're gonna end it now. All right, and uh, looks like. Everyone got it right. Six out of eight people. Uh, and uh, let's see the answer there. Tongue. Tongue. Nice. I didn't realize that it was attached. Something to Jeff things. knows a thing or Not two attached. about. Nice way to start the game. Yeah. <laughs> With a little bit of tongue. <laughs> That's a good way to start. All right. We're going to move right on. Uh, Ken wrote this question, which I thought was very interesting. And uh, I'm going to give it to Ken here. My questions are all uh, kind of long, except for this one. Coprolalia is the most well-known symptom, but not the only symptom of Tourette's syndrome. What is coprolalia? Simple. Yeah. 
we pre-tested this uh, ahead of time. Uh, I'm pretty sure I got this one. Which you was, got this one, yeah. Which was nice. Made me feel good. Break down that word a little bit. Oh, I didn't even think check about the Latin. Check the Greek. Yeah, I got to do that more on the show. Just check check the Latin. I think that mm. should be like a catchphrase. Do check know, the Latin. Do you know Latin, Neil? I don't know Latin. Do you know the history of Latin? I do. You do know the history no, of Latin? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was my Tom Cruise. It was... <laughs> Uh, I don't know what this gif is from, by the way. So I just you found just it. Grabbed it. I typed in symptoms, and that's what came up. What's that? What's that say? Travis. You need to Google yourself. Oh, it's Travis. Oh, evidently yes. Does it say Travis? I don't know. Anyways, that's time. Uh, make sure you guys get your answers in, if you have not yet. And Matt, are you seeing the answers on your end? I am, and I'm wondering if some of these are going to be. Well, we'll do a little uh, score update here. We're going to have Ken check because it is a very specific answer, I believe, from Ken. And we're just double checking here just to make sure everyone gets credit. Just the one. All right. Good. Well, one. so Ken, you're saying out of six people answering that one actually is the only one who got it. Let's see the answer. Yeah, a lot were uh, adjacently correct, but it is specifically foul language or cursing, swearing, any of, those any of those variations. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's really interesting. I never knew that that was the name for it, um, but I know a lot of people afflicted with it. And uh, capro means poop, feces. Yeah. Does it really? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Interesting. Okay, so, so uh, mouth. we have some coffee here. Later up, we'll some stuff. enjoy some nice cop roll. Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right. Well, uh, this next question is from me. I uh, hope you guys enjoy this one. In 1990, actor Warren Beatty directed and starred in an adaptation of what American comic strip by Chester Gould, first appearing in 1931 and based on famed federal agent Elliot Ness? He even recruited a famous pop star to join him. Now, Neil, uh, we just watched this film together. Which we did. I'm sure inspired the question. It, it did. You're right. The movie's insane. It is. Uh, it, it is one of the last movies that we learned uh, to use uh, certain matte paintings and visual uh, tricks before very, very CGI. Very stylized, this film. Mm -hmm. Very stylized. Uh, had some... No more hints, though. No yeah. more hints. Yeah, we don't want to get... I will say something about Warren Beatty, though. I believe that might be from Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, that's right. Uh, with Faye Dunaway, so mm -hmm. another Warren Beatty movie. Warren Beatty is so uh, revered in Hollywood, I bet he could date all of us if he wanted to. Yeah, I'd date him. Even, uh, even today. He's rich, right? Yeah, I, I'm oh, sure okay. he is. I'm going to end the question here. Looks like we've got five out of eight. Uh, looks like that top one there. Uh, we can... I corrected it. Oh, great. It's good. All right, well, here is the answer. If any of you have seen the movie Dick Tracy, uh, you'll know that that was Warren Beatty. He directed it, starred Madonna, Al Pacino, James Kahn was in there. Just huge cast. Huge cast. And it's all insane. He had a terrible NES game. Unplayable. Oh, was it unplayable? Uh, Have you played no it? No good. I rented it. I returned it as a seven-year-old. I said, this is no good. <laughs> Give me back my paper Give me board. Bard vs. the Space Mutants or whatever. You should start your own angry video game nerd channel. Oh, yeah. There's not enough of those. Where you review 30-year-old NES games. <laughs> yeah. It's never been done. <laughs> Uh, now, Matt, I believe you wrote this next question. That's possible. So I'm going to give it to you. Uh, most likely sports, I'm guessing. Sometimes there's sports questions. Uh, this one is, in, tw in 2014, Tom Brady was accused of relieving the surface pressure of the game balls used in the AFC Championship game, commonly referred to as the Flake Gate. Which longtime rival were the Patriots facing off against in this game? Just made the East Coast uh, mighty angry. Yeah. I think. But... Uh... Well, the, you made the Boston area upset by putting Tom Brady in a box. Well, I, oh, that's, I, that's true too. I did my best to find a version of Tom Brady where he looked like an imbecile. That was kind of what I was going for. <laughs> I was trying to find the one with the bears when he was counting four because he didn't know what down it was, but I couldn't oh, find yeah. that one. You didn't want to do the one where he like kisses his child on the buttock or whatever? 
I could have done that one too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Looks like everyone is in. There seems to be two people who aren't uh, answering, but we're just going to have to end it there. And uh, Matt, why don't you tell us a little bit about this game as I release the answer? Uh, a little bit about this game. It was in 2014. <laughs> the Patriots played <laughs> against. Tom Brady was accused of relieving surface pressure. <laughs> yeah, we know. Uh, you can they read. were facing their arch nemesis, the Indianapolis Colts. Now, the Indianapolis Colts, they have a very big problem at quarterback. I think they've had like uh, not as bad as the Bears, but they've had like 14 quarterbacks in the last few years after Andrew Luck retired. Well, Andrew Luck retired. They just got rid of Carson Wentz because they didn't like he him didn't, at all. He didn't want to play football anymore. Yeah. So, smart move. Uh, definitely a smart move. I retired last year from football, too, from Did future you? considerations. Nice. Yeah. Did you, oh, I'm glad that you retired Officially. so you could do the show. I retired two years ago for fantasy football. Oh, yeah, I did that, too. It's not fun anymore. Now, speaking of football, Jeff, you have a family member who plays football. <laughs> I and do. We don't have to say what team it's at, but speaking of high family. High school football. He's a high school football player who's uh, making millions of dollars. <laughs> um, <laughs> but speaking of family, though, Jeff, you wrote a question I think that's related to family, and uh, that's going to be our question five here. Hmm. Yeah, you got to keep it all in the family. So uh, until 2016, the Happy Birthday song was not for public use, meaning prior to that, the song was copyrighted and you had to pay a license to use it. But I'm interested to know, what if you don't use it for public use? Every year on August 5th, what explorer sings itself a sad, solitary, happy birthday? We know that's a little bit of a longer question. We'll give you uh, an extra 10 seconds or so on this one. So this is pretty fun. I just wanted to say thank you uh, very much to Pub Trivia Experience for leading us in. They did a great job. And we're super excited to check out uh, our friend Carmela Smith uh, with Foreplay, Game Show Ready, Live from the Beach Bungalow, PowerPoint Showdown, uh, and of course, Stuff I Never Knew, hosted by Jeff, uh, our old friend. So thank you, everyone, for joining us today and playing this game. Neil, you are a professional. Doing your doing your That's ad really reads pro. live. <laughs> this is this is something to see. I tried. I tried. I do love the answer here um, from our friend Jason Koontz of Marco Polo. <laughs> Still doing it to this day. It's, it's a really good guess here. All right, I'm going to end the question here. We got uh, oh, just the last one just entered. Great. All right, looks like we're looking at all the answers here. Matt's going to be correcting any of them that aren't exactly what we were typing in here. Yeah, we're good. We're good. All right. Yep. And Jeff, what do we what do we got here? We've got the Curiosity Rover. And uh, this is its Earth birthday um, because uh, it does not track its Martian birthday. Ah. Oh. So, so he gets two birthdays? That'd be nice. Well, theoretically. I mean, we, I don't think we have a calendar for Mars. I think we just use the Earth calendar. Mm. But We'll get there. I like how you put, but I'm interested to know. It's a nice little clue there. That yes. is curiosity. Mm-hmm. Oh, I Thank didn't you. even catch that. And I, I, I put that. this office gift for all of you. I don't know what it's from. It's just like a birthday episode, I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah. It, it is your birthday. Mm-hmm. Now, can we check a leaderboard here? Maybe. We'll see. I don't know if it's going to... We can check the leaderboard. <laughs> well, on my phone, I can check the leaderboard. What, what, what are we looking at after five hey, questions? after five questions, we got a perfect score from Meow or Never, 50 points. Just Solid Jeff... Name. Uh, didn't cheat, but he's in second place with 30 points. Tim from Pub Trivia Experience and Great Minds Drink Alike also with 30 points. Stranger Danger, 20. Jason Koontz, our good friend, 10 points. Team Coast to Coast and eighth place team have not answered a question or they're just getting them all wrong. But yeah. I guess they haven't answered a question. Maybe they're just watching. Hang next on, next one on. you can answer, though. Yeah, we believe in you. All right, and, next... and if you want to jump in too, you can jump in late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. You, you might have a little bit of a, you know. Yeah, but you got thirty point wagers on the end. There you go. That's yeah. true. You can come back, and it's room code D five EX. Just play for fun. Uh, and thank you to Firebubble eighty five for uh, chatting in the event chat, so I can see that. I don't know if we can see it on screen, but thank you for shouting out crop tops. Oh yeah, we play uh, Pokemon sometimes together. The Pokemon oh, sweet. Go. Awesome. We go. 
Well, let's Pokemon go right to the next question. Uh, uh, it is from me. <laughs> it's uh, the polls. It's the polls. The uh, question is, West End Magic is the category. Soon to be celebrating 70 years in London in 2022, what production, known as the world's longest-running play, was written by the famous figure behind the nom de plume Mary Westmacott and was not based on the 3D Rube Goldberg-like board game of the same name? There's very little that I understood about that question, mm -hmm. Neil. Uh, well, I got, I got so the, end. the end. So uh, yeah. what's the what's the yeah. gif here, Neil? Uh, I believe it's uh, from a Broadway musical. I don't know for sure. I'm guessing that's 42nd Street. Uh, there's a lot of tap dancing going on. It's either that or Chorus Line. So I'm, I'm going to go 42nd Street, though, is my guess. Man, okay. tap dancing really had a moment, didn't it? It did. Uh, with Stomp? Well, with Stomp, too, yeah. <laughs> when we were in high school, I had to learn tap dance for one of my roles, and it's very hard, I will say that. I would imagine so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, looks like we got uh, everyone. Something that seems easy is usually hard. Well, yeah, when people are really good at it, it tap looks effortless. Tap tap and I'm going to tap yeah. the end question uh, button here. Uh, someone uh, guessed Clue. I think that was Jeff. Uh, great guess. Uh, but the actual answer is The Mousetrap. Oh. Uh, now, The Mousetrap is written by Agatha Christie, and her pseudonym is Mary Westmacott. She wrote about six romance novels uh, aside from her detective novels. So that's uh, that clue right there. Does for the you. man fall into the bathtub in the musical as well? Uh, well, I've never seen it. I, okay. Maybe they do. Maybe Fair they enough. do. Because uh, I really want to see this show, though. Um, it's really famous. <laughs> it's been there forever. Uh, it looks like our next question is going to be coming from uh, Matthew. And uh, the category is Margaritas and Music. Matthew. Yeah. Oh, Matt. Oh. Matt. Our friend Matt. you got to ask this question. I don't know if you can even see the categories, but I put Margaritas and Music. I thought it was a good one for you. That is, that is a decent one. So the question is, a sports coat is mentioned in the title of the 1957 rock and roll hit single A White Sport Coat and a Pink Carnation by Marty Robbins. The title, however, was later adapted by Jimmy Buffett for his 1973 album A White Sport Coat and a Pink What? It's got to be no idea. Right? No? However, I have a guess. Now, there is a Clint Eastwood movie that starts with pink and has a second word after. It's not what the, the clue is looking for here, but it's a movie that I'm not really a big fan of. Uh, it's about a car that he drives, but... I think it's going to help anyone. Getting a lot Grand of Torino? a lot of pink answers. Actually, I'm getting we're getting a lot of answers that are the movie I'm thinking of, which is funny. So everyone <laughs> else has the same thought process as I do. Give a few more seconds here due to longness of the question, length, as some would call it. <laughs> <laughs> most, in fact, yeah, most, yeah, everyone. I think we got all the all six people playing. All right, so I was thinking of Pink Cadillac, the Clint Eastwood movie, which a couple of you put in there. Some of you put in Pink Flamingo, a uh, great movie by John Waters. Uh, John Waters. Mm -hmm. Watched when I was like five years old with my mom. And then someone said Umbrella, but no one got it correct, Matt, because... Mm. Pink Crustacean. Crustacean. Patrick Starfish. Oh, oh, yes. Can you do a Patrick Starfish impression? I cannot. Okay. A little disappointed. Get the guy from Coach. <laughs> I believe Starfish we get the guy from Coach. You're right. Echinoderms? Echinoderms? Is Ooh, that is right? that true? Not not crustaceans? I like, see, like cephalopods. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. That could um, be wrong. So this next question is brought to you by being Patrick Swayze, Essential Teachings for the Master of the Mullet. Uh, it's coming out in two weeks. Uh, I could use all the help I can get for orders uh, 30 days before and 30 days after it comes out. So it's going to be everywhere, but I can I can send you a link. Go to our, uh, our website, trivialitypodcast.com slash Swayze. But this question is coming from Ken. Oh, really? I thought it was... The, okay. <laughs> Or this might be Matt's question. I can't remember. Question. It's not my question. I'm just going to give it to Ken, though. No, you just read the question now. All right. So <laughs> the phrase, stay gold, pony boy, is an iconic line originally said in the 1983 film The Outsiders, 
The quote comes from a poem entitled Nothing Gold Can Stay by which American poet? You guys are really good at this live stuff. I'm getting the feeling. Live stuff? Yeah. 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 We're not like, you know, just randomly throwing around questions or, you know. Yeah, we know we know who's going to ask we know the exactly questions what we're in doing. the order. <laughs> Listen, I've been I've been on Twitch upwards of 3 times. So. There you go. You're, you're a getting, pro. Yeah, you're becoming very experienced. Mhm. Um and the times to our comparison, where would Malcolm Gladwell say you are in the process? I am not near 10,000 hours. <laughs> you logged on once. I am an outlier. Oh, weird Al. I like that answer. That, is, right. a, that is a good answer. All right. Well, we have six out of eight, which seems to be the amount of uh, teams that we have here. And uh, Matt, what's the answer? The answer is Robbie Frost. Bob Frost. Bob, <laughs> Bob Frost. Frost. Bob Frost and his friend Jimmy Kahn from The Godfather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, uh, have any of you ever read Robert Frost? Some well, of his works, yeah. yeah. Just a little. I just read him in high school. It's and easy I... to read a poem as long as it's yeah. not like the Iliad. That's true. Beowulf or Beowulf, mm-hmm. yeah, or the Odyssey. <laughs> That's not one that you want to just like pull up on your phone and on your lunch break. A quick poem. Mm. I feel like select poems. The Odyssey. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Look at look at it with your ham sandwich, and then all of a sudden the day's read over. Poetry on my lunch breaks. In the like... quad. <laughs> no. <laughs> What's that guy doing over there in the quad? Oh, he's reading poetry. He's so sensitive. Uh, Ken, uh, this next question is from you. Are, Are you we sure? sure? I am for sure. I am <laughs> sure this time. Got him. Right. The category is uh, Little Roles is the category. Little Roles. It doesn't okay. help. You made all the categories. What English actor began his film career as a voice actor in the UK dub of the Studio Ghibli film The Secret World of Arietti? He's best known for playing a young dancer on stage, a video game protagonist in film, and a masked superhero. Mm. Great, question. great question here from Ken. Uh, Matt, according to the secret world of Arietti, uh, I think that was Jake Arietta's uh, World Series <laughs> run as pitcher for the Chicago Cubs. Is that yeah, right? he was a little Arietti in that series. He was, and I, he, he's a big Pilates guy here. A uh, big beard guy. Yeah, and Ken, you were beard Jake oils. Arietta for Halloween. Yeah, when he was between uh, contracts. I was Jake Arietta on the street. Mm-hmm. Asking for a contract. Yeah, mm-hmm. he said we'll pitch for food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and looks like uh, he was hard up for a while there. He was. <laughs> was he? No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pitch for money. <laughs> Eddie did. That's the time. How's the answer? How are the answers looking there? We had a couple of right ones. Got a couple. And the correct answer was, of course, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Looks like we had uh, Hugh Grant in there as a, a choice. Willem Dafoe. Oh, we had another Spider Man. Uh, we had Andrew Garfield. Yeah, you're Andy right. Andrew Garfield. How do you feel about the the Spider-Man? Uh, Any want to have a favorite? Who's your favorite? They're Spider-Man. all perfect in their own way. I really love. Um, but I like the new movies. The, best. the new movies yeah. are, are great. I love Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, but I'd like um, Tom Holland's uh, Peter Parker, and also hmm. Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker. Yeah, <laughs> I, would I like them all. I like that take. Yeah. I think Tom Holland is the best round. Right, Spider. He gives you everything you need. A very good Nathan Drake. But he also has well. a lot of support. From Marvel. He so. does. Uh, and Ken, uh, actually, you're talking about Marvel. You have one more question here for Marvel. Speaking of Marvel heroes, how many unique words does the character Groot speak in the first Guardians of the Galaxy film? So that is, how many uh, individual words does he say? But not not altogether, obviously. Unique words. Yeah. And Groot played how by... How many words is his vocabulary? Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel plays him, right. Mm-hmm. Who I believe also has the same amount of vocabulary that Groot does. Oh. Mm-hmm. And also loves family. 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 As much as Jeff. <laughs> Love the little baby. Time character. is a flat circle when you really think about it. All right. Looks like everyone is in and uh, looks like it kind of split the, split the board here. I'm expecting to see a lot of threes and fives. 
And uh, Ken, uh, between those two numbers, what's the correct answer? The correct answer is five. So I think I got a few people here because at the end he says we are Groot as well. So you have I am Groot, we are. Yeah, Groot, yes. All right, well, um, that's the end of the first round. So, uh, Matt, do you want to, after checking scores here, do a little bit of uh, a leaderboard check? Yeah, let's do a leaderboard check. Still in first place, it's Meow or Never. Uh, in second, we have Tim from the Pub Trivia Experience. We have Great Minds Drink Alike in third with 40. Just Jeff with 30, along with Stranger Danger, Jason Koontz, and no one else is playing. So it looks like we have six teams total then, because I don't think Team 7 or 8, Team Coast to Coast, no. or 217 are answering. Eject them. I don't know if we can, but... We can't. Uh, All right, don't eject them. <laughs> So for our swing round today... Jump in whenever you want, guys. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Well, before we get to the swing round, uh, if you don't know who we are, which I'm assuming everyone in the, the room does, we do... My a, name's Matt. That's Matt. That's Ken. Oh, yeah. That's Jeff. Jeff. Neil, uh, and uh, we brought the Theracane for today. Jeff, it's right next to you uh, over there, which uh, we always have coffee, and we always like have knots in our this. back. Yeah, so I have a Theracane <laughs> here. We're usually in the studio the for six... member of Trivia. <laughs> six or seven hours. was going to be used. Um, I thought about it just looking at it right now, but... I like um, how Macho Man is sitting next to the Theracane, but the thing you decided to... <laughs> bring up was the Theracane. Uh, so we release a new episode every Tuesday, uh, about an hour. Uh, you get about 35 questions. We have a bonus episode every month on the main feed. And if you support us on Patreon, like so many uh, wonderful people do, you get two extra bonuses a month. There's Macho Man. Uh, and uh, yeah, we do uh, general knowledge trivia every week, just like at the pub, tri at the pub excuse me. And uh, you can also um, do some bonus episodes on things like Community, The Office, Game of Thrones, all that good stuff. So mm -hmm. Just make sure to check us out if you haven't. Uh, give us a listen, uh, just like all the other wonderful shows that are on today's stream. Uh, but, Ken, why don't you explain what the swing round is today? It's six questions, a little bit different than normal. Sure, yeah. Um, so, basically, we found movie monsters or aliens, and we want to know what their Achilles heel is. So, what is their weakness that ended up weakening or destroying them? Mm -hmm. So, a good example uh, would be if it was a werewolf, you would say silver, silver bullet. Or yeah. silver. Right. Um, so, something like a that. Cross. 
Exactly. Aaron Stewart. For vampires. Exactly. Um, box office. Or I guess that wouldn't have killed Twilight. That would have made him stronger. But Morbius. Yeah. Morbius would be the box office. Yeah. Basketball team. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, uh, for, for these questions, you're going to have a shorter time period. You're going to have 20 seconds. So just make sure you, you lock in within 20 seconds. So here's the first one. I'll let uh, Ken kick it off. And these are going to be multiple choice. Multiple choice. The Mars Attacks Aliens, Country Music, Computer Virus, Nuclear Weapons, or Jack Nicholson. What destroys the aliens ultimately? Now, do you remember this uh, Tim Burton movie when it came out? Great movie. Did you see it in the theaters at all? I don't think I saw it in the theaters, no. I can't remember if I did either. I can say I've never seen it. Well, you're missing out. Well, I'll put it on the my ship might have sailed. List. All right, we got an answer here. Everyone is in. And the answer is country music. And how does that work? You said they were playing it over a speaker or something? Yeah, they were just like broadcasting it, I'm pretty sure. Okay. And their heads explode, if I recall. Mm. It also happened to Ken one time. Jeff says that this is a great pinball game, too. Ooh, I didn't know that. There are some really good pinball games. Uh, like, was oh, it the WWE one? one. Mm-hmm. Or oh, the Addams Family is a great pinball the game. The Terminator one. Terminator is awesome yeah, as well. Great one. I'm a big fan of Captain Fantastic in real life. Okay. Mm. Uh, this next question, uh, I'll just take, if you don't mind, Ken. It's sure. uh, Spielberg related. Uh, and this is going to be the tripods from War of the Worlds. Not specifically Spielberg, could be H.G. Wells overall. But the choices are the American military, Tom Cruise, seen there on the right, diplomacy, or common pathogens. What kills the aliens? Now, the reason I love this Spielberg version is the the noise that they make is very haunting. Yeah, I don't like it. It's really creepy. Yeah, it was well done. All right, looks like everyone is in. And uh, it looks like almost everyone got it right. Uh, It's common pathogens. The the aliens uh, drink some of our water, and uh, they got uh, just our bacteria. uh, Just can't handle how sickly humans are. Mm -hmm. Right. That's why, Jeff, how long has it taken for us to get over just the normal everyday bacteria? Hundreds of years. Well, it's a gradual process. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's constantly changing. <laughs> Have you learned nothing from the yeah. pandemic? I've I've learned nothing from the podcast. Okay, in that's general, fair. both. Uh, <laughs> now, Ken, I know you like this movie a lot, uh, so why don't you take this one? All right, the aliens. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you said I liked it a lot. I, the aliens I like from Signs. What, what what uh, was their weakness? Why don't you have a uh, baseball bats as well? Wildlife, water, <laughs> Earth's atmosphere, fire. Well, Ken will explain uh, why there's no. Yeah, so the baseball, baseball bats, bats. I mean, like you know, it's yeah. not like their Everything Achilles' can be heel weak to a baseball bat. That's yeah. true. But uh, how are we doing on answers? Good. All good. All right. The answer to this one is water. Levy swings the baseball bat into a glass of water, and mm-hmm. the water burns the alien. And yeah. that, that was Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin. The yeah. kid left the water all around the house, and then he, he knew that one day the aliens would come in. Yeah. Oh, and that's he right. He had oh, an right. asthma attack because he knew one day he would need to not breathe for a little it's bit. The same reason I have a moat. And this is the uh, M Night Shyamalan movie uh, starring a young Abigail Breslin and a young Mel Gibson and a young Mel Gibson. Younger Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> Just everyone was very young when they made this movie. They're all toddlers. Hot off of what women want, mm. I believe. Yeah, um, uh, good Nancy Myers movie. All right, uh, was the group question meant to be five points instead of ten? I don't uh, believe so. I don't. Yeah, it should have been five points for the swing round, but uh, no, Groot should have been ten. Groot's ten. Groot's ten. Oh, because it was ten normal. Points, yep. Yeah, yeah, it should have been ten. Yes, that's correct. Because uh, that was number ten in the first round. Yep. Uh, so this next question uh, is a movie that actually just had a sequel, and I believe there's a third one in development. Uh, I don't know if Jeff or Matt want to take it. Is it a quiet place? It is a quiet place. So the monsters from a quiet place. Oh. What did them in? What's their deal? What's Jim, their Jim what's their from weakness? the Office? <laughs> yeah. 
smirks at the camera. High frequency audio, smoke, sunlight. What don't they like? Now, if Jim from the office killed you, would it just be with like a glare? Prank you to death. Oh, I guess oh, he would yeah. prank you, right? Put your he puts uh, his, put the monster, he put the monster in stapler in jello. <laughs> <laughs> So it looks like, uh, what, what do we have here, Mets? Uh, about five out of the eight got this correct, or six out of the eight? It's out of, there's six people playing. You Four out of the six. six? Yeah. And the answer? High frequency audio. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't have anything to say about that, really. Yeah, good movie, though. That movie did go. recoil. I wasn't uh, a theater. The second one, real uh, tease, because they, they that... show Jim repeatedly in all the trailers, and then uh, something happens to him immediately. Ooh, okay. Spoiler. Uh, I saw the first one in the theater with all teenagers. It wasn't planned that way, but it was... Did you call him Jim? <laughs> Jim. <laughs> That's his character. A yeah. lot of people Jim in Helper the in Signs. Uh, this... <laughs> this next one um, is sort of a famous uh, monster, if you wouldn't say, uh, sort of the antithesis of the Predator um, based on the designs of H.R. Geiger. You might know it as the Xenomorph from Alien or Aliens, the Alien franchise. Oh, cool. So what killed the Alien, uh, the Xenomorph? Was it a spaceship crash, uh, an android intervention, suffocation, no breathing, for all our, uh, what's the band's Top name? Papa Roach, Papa Roach fans. <laughs> or Sigourney Weaver's oh, no. Badassery. I can't believe we did that. This is, <laughs> this I can't is believe we did that. That's on Alien our... 1, correct? The first Alien? Uh, technically both to. Alien or Aliens. Not yeah. Alien v. Predator. That's its own kind of thing. Yes. Right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, I saw that movie in the theater, too. It looks like uh, all of our answers are in, and unfortunately, no points. Oh. Uh, we did kind of trick you early on, but one of them was going to be the actor. So the first one, uh, Ripley um, sent the Xenomorph out of the airlock, which got caught into uh, an engine and ended up burning. Uh, and then the second one, if you remember, uh, Ripley had the big arms and machine thing and was fighting her and says, get away from her, you... <laughs> you know, I don't know if we can say it you on the stream. Word. Hey, you get your hands off! Oh, her. Yeah. Nope, wrong movie. <laughs> the TBS version. <laughs> How would Crispin Glover say talk to the Xenomorph in that scene? Like, hey, you get your dang uh, alien tongue off of her. How's that? That's perfect. That's that was bad. exactly what I was wanting for. That was exactly as droll as you needed to be. Uh, nine ten comedy or nine one zero comedy uh, said, "I need to watch more movies. Uh, those are good movies. The first two, at least." So. You got no, your. You, this is, this would be a good kind of good franchise to watch. Yeah. yeah, I mean you got uh, uh, Ridley Scott and then James Cameron. You got Jean Pierre Genet from Amelie, and then you got uh, David Fincher. And yeah, it's surprising that the directors that were tapped mm -hmm. for these projects. Yeah, exactly. But speaking of of aliens, though, the evolving alien and evolution evolves beyond its body. David Duchovny, heroes shrink down and destroy from within, or shampoo. Was this what the one think? with the Make 7 Up Yours guy? Yeah. yeah. Orlando Jones. Yeah. Not Osmosis Jones. I was going to say, did, wasn't he also Osmosis Jones, though? Uh, that was Chris Rock, I believe. Chris Rock. Oh. All right. We Noted have our answers. Slash huge... Chris Rock. Get your name out of huge... his mouth. His <laughs> mouth. <laughs> That's why I couldn't remember it. Noted Slappy <laughs> is what he'll be from now on. So, Ken, uh, what uh, did these aliens in here? It was shampoo um, due to a uh, specific uh, element present in the shampoo. Oh, I thought they just didn't like hygiene. Mm. <laughs> well, um, that ends our swing round here, so we'll go back to Matt for the uh, for the leaderboard. I do want to say, though, I believe Shampoo is a movie starring Warren Beatty as a callback to one of the earlier questions, so I don't know if it was the, exactly the movie that killed these aliens. No, just it was Head and Shoulders. Head and Shoulders. Mm -hmm. TM. 
So what's uh, the leaderboard looking like, Matt? Um, Meow or Never at 100 points, which I think is probably a perfect score for so far. Doing great Tim Pub trivia experience with 80. Great Minds Drink Alike with 60. Just Jeff, 50. Stranger Danger, 45. And our friend Jason Coons, 40 points. All right. And Tim, uh, you said it was from Pub Trivia Experience. Yeah, he was just playing. Oh, awesome. Yeah, we enjoyed uh, their uh, their round there and just listened to their latest episode on Spotify. So definitely give them yeah. a check out. Thanks for sticking around. Yeah, we appreciate it. We're going to hopefully do a crossover with them at some point. But um, this question here is going to start the second round. Uh, I told the guys, I did this research. It probably shouldn't have taken this long, but I did it for about an hour. because I, I was just really curious because of Hollywood history, but I think you're going to enjoy it. It's multiple choice. As of this date, April 12th, 2022... There have been 94 films to win the Best Picture Oscar at the Academy Awards. Of those 94 films, what setting, American, international, or fictional, do most of the films take place? Mm. Solid question. I like it. Thank you. Um, okay. This is a little bit of a freaky gif, if I do say so myself. I it is. <laughs> I did not realize they were moving. I don't love the Oscars dancing. Was this a, a performance in one of the Oscars? I believe uh, so. Ceremonies? Yeah. Okay. This is when they uh, invited all the celebrities, sleep paralysis demons, <laughs> to come <laughs> perform. <laughs> they are like suspiciously rigid for how much they're moving. And that is time. So, what is the answer, Neil? All right. So, when you're talking about movies, a lot of them do take place in foreign cities, but it is actually American cities and states. Wow. And uh, just for the record, 53 of those films are from American cities and states hmm. and 41 from international. Or 40, excuse me, because one of them is from, uh, where is Lord of the Rings take place? Middle Earth. Middle Earth, which is mm. the fictional one. Yeah, New Zealand. There's only one fictional. That I found, yeah. Wow. One that is at least based on, not based on a. Yep. What a shame. Uh, yeah. Not based on an actual. Uh, City. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm -hmm. yeah, I thought that was really fascinating. So uh, it started up very international, and then it uh, just became really American. And uh, New York City, by the way, the top city uh, shown in the movies at the Oscars. Uh, but here's the next question from Ken. All right. Amon Amarth is a Swedish death metal band that borrows its name from a famous location in fantasy fiction. Amon Amarth is the name in the fictional language Sindarin. But what is the name in plain English, which also suits death metal? It's a pretty metal question, Ken. Pretty metal. I, I like it. Gotta gotta get some metal in there. I enjoyed the the gift too from Stranger Things. Oh you're, yeah, you're welcome. I, I tried to find in. something that was along those lines. Yeah, this is a tough one. A, it is tough. That's why we're given all the the hints that it's fantasy, fictional languages, Sindarin. So hopefully we can we can figure this out, people. Got about ten seconds, everyone, before we uh, close out the answers. Looks like we got a bunch of them coming in here. Three, two, one. And how'd they do? Everyone's in. We have one correct. All answer. right, one correct. The answer is Mount Doom. A couple people were on the uh, the Lord right of path, the Rings, uh, saying things like Mordor, but uh, no, close, it's Mount close, Doom. close. Yeah. yeah, they were very close, um, and. Uh, a lot of hard work there to get that answer. And speaking of work, Jeff, uh, this next one is after a group close uh, to your Rihanna? heart. <laughs> uh, no, because uh, you got to go to work. Uh, like Fifth Harmony, you too might be working from home as a result of the pandemic. But according to physics, it doesn't matter where you are. Work is the product of which two forces? This is a Jeff question. Recording and editing, right? Those are the two forces. <laughs> <laughs> technically does not count as work. Mm. Could have fooled me. It's work for me. <laughs> I do enjoy it. 
It's a fun job, but still a job. Yeah. As Cypress Hill likes to say. Right? As Cypress Hill does like to say, that is correct. Also, when uh, editing the podcast, you go a little insane in the membrane. So mm-hmm. This one's given a little bit of trouble as well, I believe. We got some we got some right answers coming in, though. All right, we got uh, three, two, and one. What are you looking like here, Matt? Looks like a couple people were close. Yeah, uh, a couple people got it right. We're looking... What are, what's the answer there, Jeff? We're looking for uh, force and distance. So... Uh, or properly force mm-hmm. and uh, the cosine of distance, but um, yeah, close enough. Close now, did enough. great minds drink alike uh, get that one right? I did. Oh, I, great. I corrected okay. it because it was. It looks like it was just written the right way. So, yeah. Uh, this next one, Matt, is actually from you. A little bit of a scary one. Oh, it's a scary question we got right here. Um, opening in 1910, the Waverly Hills Sanatorium in Louisville, Kentucky, is regarded as one of the most haunted locations in the United States. The hospital held between 40 to 50 patients and opened to manage an influx of white plague or patients suffering from which affliction? Well, I don't like the sound of it. It doesn't sound good. To have the white plague? Yeah. No, mo- I would imagine Most any plagues, plague. Yeah. yeah. Or wearing affliction shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I like the one ghost hunter. <laughs> Dude, we're going to see some goats, or goats. <laughs> Goat hunter. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool, though. <laughs> Ghost goat hunter. Uh, looks like we got a lot of answers here. Uh, and uh, what's the correct one, though, Matt? Uh, we were looking for tuberculosis. Yeah, we got a lot of that's syphilis. That's the white plague. I, I would have thought that was the red plague. Got a rabies, so that's good. We got some rabies. Yeah, we got some rabies here. Great job. Um, so this next one uh, was inspired. I was just recently in New York, uh, and I got a chance to see uh, The Music Man. Uh, so that's what it's going to be about. So Meredith Wilson's The Music Man, currently on Broadway with Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster, <laughs> takes place in River City, Iowa, but features a song about what other American Midwestern town that was founded by a steel company in 1906 and Janet Jackson once called home. I give Wolverine. It's ridiculous. <laughs> It's funny. So the the day after we went, uh, there was a show. Someone recorded uh, a guy in the front row gave Hugh Jackman um, sort of like one of those big hands, the foam hands, but it was Wolverine's claws. And he put it on and like did this to the yeah, audience. I saw that. It was really funny. Somebody said they love the category. Thanks, What's the bubble? category name on this one, Neil? Category name is Midwest Charm. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. And and uh, which Wolverine is this gift from based on his rippedness? From Origin? I think it's from Origin. Yeah, too. it does kind of look like Origin. We've got about three seconds. That one stinks. Yeah. And questions ending here. So it looks like Tim from Pub Trivia Experience, you put Pittsburgh, which is Jeff's hometown, but a bunch of people did get the correct answer, which was Gary, Indiana. If you remember in the movie, Little Ron Howard in the original mm. 1962 movie was going, Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana. I can't remember the lyrics, but he lisps. Plus, Gary, Indiana still has Home of the Jacksons. Uh, oh, it does. Yeah, on their, uh, the, the sign when you enter now we're all and the Jacksons? when you leave. From you Gary, right Indiana? I believe yeah, family. Mm, most of yeah. them were, yeah. Next stop, though, Neil. And that's uh, going to be Jeff on this one. It's hard to say which element is the most radioactive, as all elements higher than atomic number 84 are unstable. The highest measured radioactivity comes from which element named after the modern country that Marie Curie was born in? Well, that's a good question, too. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I found clues. I found this gif. Uh, I I don't. I've never seen this sketch, <laughs> but it's Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> I don't study this table. I just study it periodically. That's, Pretty funny. That's too smart to be an SNL sketch. It is. You're right. I. Or, or it feels like, like that's me. I feel yeah. like I'm being called out. Mm, yeah. Yep. I agree. Yep. But that's okay. 
because uh, I too love to stare at the periodic well, table. I think a lot of these people have been staring at it because we got a lot of right answers coming. We do. We got about three seconds left. Two, one, and yep. For everyone who answered, it looks like uh, almost all of them are correct, Jeff. Because uh, what is the correct answer? Yeah, while she was technically born in the Russian Empire, the modern country would be Poland, uh, the namesake of Polonium. Uh, Albanionium, uh, not the answer. Close though. I, I really appreciate it. Albanionium, yeah, that sounds like a, an element though. Um, and speaking of elements, I was trying to do a segue for this question, but I can't figure it out. Matt? Oh, we'll hit you with the element of surprise then. Nice. Um, he landed it. Yeah, totally. Uh, in the year 2000, the Clay Mathematics Institute issued the Millennium Problem, which despite its name was not one problem, but actually a magnificent set of questions that each had a one million bounty to the first mathematician that could solve them. How many of these unsolved problems made up the Millennium Problem? The question is, Matt, do you know if any of them have been solved. Uh, I think one of them has, hasn't it? Yeah, for, I think he, for sure one, possibly and two. I believe they I'm going to get to work on those. They did not take the prize money. Yeah, fool. No, I mean, they do. What's the little... point of higher learning if you can't earn money? <laughs> Cash out. <laughs> tenure. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> they, got, they did get tenure, that's true. <laughs> Pretty sure if you're like, I solved one of these. Matt Damon solved you it. You just get tenure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what is the answer, Matt? Uh, for looking for a magnificent number. A pretty big hint there, yeah. We're going to be looking for the magnificent seven questions. That is right. Uh, the answer is seven. And uh, it looks like, uh, let's What's see. What's your favorite one, Matt? Miller TJ19 <laughs> said, I'd be ashamed as a chemist if I got this wrong. My favorite one is the one with the X's and the Y's and mm -hmm. divided. Cosine. Cosine. All those different characters. Yeah. Uh, Ken, uh, you're here on the, the uh, second one here, or the next question, I'd say. The, the category is Odo Benis Rosemaris. Is that correct, Ken? Uh, it sounds correct. Okay. I, I don't know if I pronounced that correct, but... The plot of what film was derived from a discussion on the Smodcast podcast about an ad on Gumtree seeking a roommate who could live rent-free pending some odd stipulations. This bizarre body horror film features performances by Michael Parks and Justin Long. And just so you know, Gumtree is the UK equivalent of Craigslist. Uh, okay, and that's actually a, a GIF from the company Gumtree I found. Okay, that's pretty right, funny. I don't know if that's you know correct, yeah, but that's Gumtree ad. A Gumtree ad. Uh, I see. think I think Mr. Koontz is a big fan of this movie because he answered in like three seconds. Now, he Sherry Meyer commented, Jeff, I believe this was on your question, good clue with Magnificent. Was that in your question? Oh, that was, uh, that was Matt's question. That was, that was Matt's question. question. That's the I way that I write questions. I like to have lots and lots of clues. And that is time, and the correct answer is Kevin Smith's Tusk. Kevin Smith did that? Kevin Smith yeah. did Tusk, yeah. He, he was on a weird kick for a while there. Human Centipede is a good guess. So is Body Snatcher's Electric Boogaloo. And uh, <laughs> Rosemary's Body. Not her oh, baby, but just funny. her body. I like yeah. it. I think I've seen that. It was one. a good prequel. <laughs> it was. Uh, so we're reaching the uh, let's see the forty-six minute mark here. And, almost. And that, and that scientific word—that's the category name. That is oh. the uh, the walrus. Yeah, and here I'll just go back to it. Here, uh, it is Odo Benis Rose Maris is the uh, the clue there. Odell the... Beckham Pete Maravich. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, we're reaching, let's see, we're at about 46 minutes here. We're almost done with the second round. We'll have our final round, but thank you, everyone, for joining us uh, tonight. We've had a, a blast so far. It's only our second time really doing this as a group, so I mm -hmm. uh, hope to do it a lot yeah, more. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, Jason Kuntz, uh, it is a really weird movie. You're, you are correct. 
Is it the weirdest movie ever? Um, I don't know. Find out. We talk about a very weird movie on an upcoming episode of Triviality Podcast. Yeah. So we do street trash oh street trash street trash yeah go check out street trash if you haven't seen it uh don't watch the streaming version because it's censored you want to get the blu-ray <laughs> from amazon garbage pail kids <laughs> uh this next one is uh from me uh beginning in 2003 what british comedy panel quiz show was first hosted by stephen fry is currently hosted by sandy tokesvig and features permanent panelist alan davies alongside guests answering interesting questions revolving around different letters of the alphabet each series i do love me some alan davies but i think even more so i could just have mary berry saying soggy bottom on repeat to soothe me to sleep yes mary berry is uh, a national treasure oh is this a uh, british baking show that is is barry her real last name or is it because she's a baker uh no her her last name is barry b-e-r-r-y -E yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael so. Mott commenting here. I don't know. David Lynch has quite the filmography. That's he does. True. So does David Cronenberg. Yep. Video oh, drum, yeah. crash. Who did the fly? Uh, David Cronenberg. Oh, that was Cronenberg, Cronenberg. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. All very normal movies. All right. Well, we have a lot of guesses here. Mm. Uh, one uh, I probably shouldn't read from our, our illustrious leader here. <laughs> um, but uh, one very close, though. Meow or Never, you were very close. You put IQ, but you just had to switch that around because it is QI, which mm. stands for quite interesting. Mm. It's because they drive on the other side of the road. I, probably you're right. You're that's right. That's why. Because I'm guessing they're American. Maybe they just didn't. They didn't know. They yeah, put it backwards. In fact, that was originally going to be in the name of our show, but was, we decided that we couldn't also be quite interesting. So <laughs> we are not. No. We're just the show with a lack of seriousness. <laughs> uh, now, Jeff, uh, this last question of round two is all yours. Indeed. Classic Mexico and geography. Brazil dominates the physical makeup of South America. In fact, it borders all but two other nations. Which two countries does Brazil not share a border with in South America? Mm. If I knew a thing about geography, I might be able to answer this. It's a, a modern Simpsons gif. I think I know one of them. Oh, is this from the modern? I didn't know. I just picked one. Is this from the modern era? It, well, it's not funny, and I've never seen it, so I assume it's from, <laughs> from a later episode. <laughs> I love your decisiveness on yeah. the matter. All right. It looks like we got about 12 seconds here. Uh, Sherry Meyer commented, we've been watching episodes of Pointless, and I was telling a colleague who told me all about QI. I could not remember the name. This convo happened last week. That's okay. We don't even remember what happened uh, 49 minutes and 15 seconds ago when we started this. So, mm -hmm. All right. It uh, looks like all the answers are in. And Jeff, uh, please educate us because only one person got this right now or never. Yep. Yeah, uh, so that would be the countries of Chile and Ecuador. And I was uh, wrong. Yeah, no, Brazil touches every other country in South America except for those two. We had a lot of Chile, uh, not a lot of Ecuador. Yeah, that's mm. the one. Argentina is a big buffer for that. But yeah, Ecuador is cut off by uh, Peru, I think, and, mm. and maybe one other country. So, Hi, everyone. It's Jean Chatsky, host of the Her Money podcast. For seven years, my show has been changing the relationships women have with money because make no mistake, when it comes to money, women are different. We face challenges that men don't. Longer lifespans, caregiving, a gender pay gap that just won't quit. Oh, and the fact that the financial industry was built by men for men. We need information specifically for us presented without jargon in a judgment-free zone. And that's what the Her Money podcast is all about. Every week, we talk about earning more, spending smart, investing to build the life you want, and protecting yourself from disaster. Subscribe to Her Money with Gene Chatsky wherever you get your podcasts. Because when you own your money... 
you own your life. Now, uh, we're going to be going to the final round here just in a minute, but Matt, why don't we check the scores, and then we can maybe say a few things before we get to this final round. All right. Meow or never, 140 points. Uh, Kuntz moving all the way up to second with 90 points. Great minds drinking like tied for second with 90. Uh, Tim, pub trivia experience with 80. Stranger Danger, 75. Just Jeff with 70, and nope scores otherwise. And why is it uh, not a big deal if, if someone isn't in second or third place right now? Uh, because you can wager up to 30 points on all of the questions. As long as you have the points. As long as you have the points. Now, our normal show, if you listen, we wager based on the categories. Matt usually gives us ones that don't make any sense, but we mm-hmm. have to try and wager. But in this case, uh, it's going to be a little bit different, right, Jeff? Yeah, it's going to be a confidence vote. Right. So if you think you, you know it and you want to try to you know swing for the fences, put 30 down. Maybe you want to put 25, depending on what your your level of uh, certainty is. But if you don't think you know it, maybe put a zero, maybe put a five. Just or like 29. Science. The Swing app away. does the math, so we don't have to worry Swing about it. Swing away. Swing away. Just Yeah, exactly. Just like Joaquin. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is our final round. So we had five questions. Um, you're going to be wagering, as we said, a confidence vote. I'll take the first one here. It's in the category of smart career choices. And here's your question. Who am I? I played Jeannie Bueller in the short-lived Ferris Bueller TV show. My first starring film role was in 1993's Leprechaun, and my massive career took off one year later when I burst through a coffee shop in a wedding dress on a TV show that would eventually give me $1 million an episode by the end of its 10-year run. Didn't know she was in Leprechaun. And I've seen Leprechaun. I don't know how that's possible. I got a million dollars each Triviality episode as well. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. I need to renegotiate which, my contract. I was like, which currency is that in? <laughs> I get a million. Bitcoin. Doll hairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be it. Five years ago, he agreed to be paid in Bitcoin. So I didn't read the uh, I didn't read the contract close enough. All right, all the answers are in, and, and all the answers are right. Yeah, we got a social, just like our friend Jay Borsum. So everyone, uh, the answer is megastar Jennifer Aniston. So she was in Leprechaun. So if you got a chance to see it, I believe this GIF is actually from the original Leprechaun. Um, but yeah, she started in a horror movie. She also was an uncredited cameo. Uh, in oh man, I'm forgetting the name. There's a weird dance scene in the middle of it. It'll come to me. Sorry. Super Mario movie. Super yeah, Mario movie. It. Yeah. Uh, this next one is from Jeff. All right. Originally considered an eyesore by many locals, which now beloved world famous landmark was only saved from being dismantled in 1909 by being utilized as a radio tower. Misleading. Hmm. Nice misleading uh, gif here. Oh, yeah, I thought so. Uh, oh, I, I just got it. She was in Mac and Me. There's a really weird dance scene at a McDonald's. She's sitting on the curb clapping along with everyone. Was that the the movie that Paul Rudd always plays? The yes. That, yeah, That's exactly. Yeah. Do you know he did it on uh, Conan's podcast? I saw, he, he played the audio from it's it. So, he's so believable, too, because he sounds genuine, because yeah. he's like such a nice guy. Paul Rudd, handsome, genuine, all the things I would like to be. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day, Jeff. Aspirational living. All right, all the answers are locked in. So uh, the answer to this location is not in Rome, as Neil would have you believe from mm-hmm. the GIF. No, it's actually in Paris. It is the Eiffel Tower. It is the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, much maligned by Parisians uh, for a long time, but a huge tourist destination now. Mm-hmm. And I believe there's an apartment at the top for the designer uh, where you can check out. They have like uh, statues in there. I believe I've heard that, but I, I can't there. confirm. Still, yeah, still living there. Uh, he doesn't get around as much as he used to. Playing video the, games, the but... 
at his mom's place. Um, Ken wrote this next question, which I had a lot of trouble with personally, so I'm curious to see how everyone else does it. It is a hard one, but it's a really good question. Uh, Ken, feel free to take it away. What actor, director, etc. just became the first figure to be nominated in seven, seven different Oscar categories as of the Academy Awards held in 2022 for the films of 2021? So that was the last ceremony. This actor, director, etc. finally got seven different Oscar nominations. Not all in one year, but throughout his career. Is that Zendaya? <laughs> That'd be very impressive. Oh, that is Zendaya, yes. What a delight. I, gift, I imagine yeah. uh, she, too, will eventually um, get seven she's, nominations she's in get different eight, categories. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Fully anticipate that. We got one correct answer coming in here. Another uh, good guess by Stranger Danger. Jason Koontz, thank you for guessing that, even though it was incorrect. And that is time. That's the good The answer theory. is Sir Kenneth Branagh. Mm. Kenneth Branagh, director of uh, last year's Belfast and the uh, delayed Death on the Nile. But, yeah, an actor, writer, director. Which I greatly enjoyed both of those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and we also got some answers here. Will Smith's Hand, Spielberg, Kenneth Branagh, mm. and Clint Eastwood, which I thought was a good guess because he is an actor, director, and producer. All right. Uh, Matt, question number four of the final round. Here you go. Here I go. Reading the question as it pops up. <laughs> All right. Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. Biggie Smalls probably couldn't picture this. Sonic and Mario would eventually come together for the first time in an Olympic-themed game centered around the Summer Olympics hosted in which city? It's a good question. I am looking for the city I that like this that. video game was based around. So Such what video game? Where, what city was the video game based in? Mm -hmm. I feel like there's clues in this that I'm not picking up on but i think i know the answer there's uh there's no clues really you just no? gotta know okay when no did... clues for a matt question i know i just i just wanted to have the the biggie smalls thing so okay so that's not a big clue nope okay it's a biggie clue <laughs> all right we got uh, smalls clue. three seconds here three two one and everyone's in any correct answers matt uh, we did have one, but they wagered zero. Uh, Tokyo, a popular wrong answer, uh, which Tokyo was 2016? Tokyo was just now, 2020. Uh, it was actually much earlier. It was the Beijing Olympics. Great so question. 2008? Yeah, Beijing? it was Summer. Mario versus Sonic at the Olympics, and it was based around the 2008 uh, Olympics. I think it was on the Wii. Mm -hmm. The greatest duo on screen since uh, Perfect Strangers, probably, for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mario they're and doing, Sonic. They're rebooting that. Oh, are they really? No. Oh, you must oh, be in They're that not. <laughs> um, all right. Well, this is the last question of the game, everyone. So uh, depending on your points, just make sure you're wagering appropriately. Uh, this is question number five in the final round. And here we go. In honor of uh, my book, Being Patrick Swayze, Essential Teachings from the Master of the Mullet. You wrote a book? I wrote a book uh, <laughs> releasing on 426, two weeks from today. What is the highest grossing Patrick Swayze movie of all time? Is it Red Dawn? Ghost, Dirty Dancing, or Point Break? You end this game with a multiple choice question. We'll see. Interesting choice. So mm -hmm. is that gift from Roadhouse? That gift is from uh, Roadhouse. I have a feeling. Roadhouse is a, is a fan favorite here. It should be the highest here. grossing film. It should be. And uh, the reason I chose this gift, because it is our last question of the night, and he's telling someone, uh, he's telling a bunch of people, I think it's time for you gentlemen to leave. Well I, uh, done. Oh, yeah. I think uh, it's definitely the grossest uh, Patrick Swayze film as he rips the throat out of Marshall Teague. So that is true. All the answers are in. Looks like we got uh, four out of six correct uh, for the people who guessed Dirty Dancing. Very, very good guess. 
but the actual answer is Ghost. Mm. Ghost was the highest grossing movie in 1990, beat Home Alone and Pretty Woman, and Dick Tracy. It's crazy. Yeah. So that uh, one, it's not as surprising. But the other Dick two, Tracy made did it do money. well? Made a lot oh, of money. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. It actually helped kind of start the comic book boom as far as movies. Hmm. It was one of the first ones. So we have prizes for our top three. Um, players today, Matt, and uh, what's the leaderboard looking like here at the end of the game? At the end of the game, so we'll start with sixth place. Uh, Jason Koontz coming in with 80 points. Uh, fifth place, Tim, Pub Trivia Experience with 95. Fourth place, just Jeff, 100 points, and now we're talking the leaderboard. We have third with Stranger Danger uh, with 140 points. Second place, Great Minds Drink Alike, 155. And in first, uh, pretty much leading from beginning to end, we have Meow or Never, 190 points. Great score. Wonderful Great game. score. Oh, remember the... Hopefully people can hear that. I don't know if you can. Oh, we have sound effects that don't work. So actual applause. Yeah, actual applause. Uh, involuntary twitching commented, what a spectacular collapse I had after such a great comeback. Great game, guys. So thank you very much <laughs> for joining us. Now, if you are Meow or Never, Great Minds Drink Alike, or Stranger Danger, please email us at trivialitypodcast at gmail.com. Tell us the, the name, and we will uh, work out some prizes. You're yeah. going to have a – you can pick from a, a signed book from me. Uh, you can pick a uh, T-shirt or any sort of uh, item from our store. Or we have some signed notebooks and stuff, too, depending on uh, yeah. the rankings here. And if you're not one of those, you can email us at trivialitypodcast at gmail.com and just say hello. Yeah, yeah. We like when people do We're that. We're friendly. We do. Uh, and uh, thank you to Jeff, too, for having us on the show. Yeah, we appreciate it. I know Jeff's trying to do this. Oh, there. Thank you, Jeff, for putting the link there. I know Jeff's trying to do this every quarter. We're uh, we're happy to be on the first one here at the ground level, closing out night one and uh, just sort of ending the first day of many of great uh, acts that we talked about at the beginning of the show. Uh, but yeah, Jeff, uh, we can't thank you enough for for letting us uh, join you here tonight. Thank you to all of the players. Uh, if you are a listener, if you're not a listener, we hope that you join us every week, every Tuesday. Brand new episode just dropped to, today. That's really good. But yeah, thank you, everyone. 